Science people, it's your boy. So I guess I can paint the picture. I'm in here chilling, having a drink. It's what um nine o'clock Thursday night, and I just want to I just want to talk to y'all. The state of the franchise, the Philadelphia Eagles. I've had a I've had about a day, around one thirty today. The news broke that Carson Wentz has been traded to the Colts. All right. <clears throat> so they traded this man for a third round pick in this in this year's draft. And a pick next year that has, that has potential to turn into the first round pick. All right. So we all expected this. I know for me, I'm just happy that it's finally over. But as the time has went, I've had a chance to just fill my feels is what I like to do. Um I learned that in therapy. Yeah, you got you got to just feel your feels, and just process the events on what's going on. And um, I, I just don't know how we got here so fast. I mean, this organization is just like the that family that wins the the lottery for a crazy amount of money, and within like three years, just run all through it and blow it all. And now you're just like. Back in the poorhouse, living in the same neighborhood, working back at that same job. After three years ago, you promised everybody this would be the new normal and thought you were better and smarter than everybody. Like, totally, totally just mismanaged the situation. I mean, this is like, I mean, this is literally malpractice from the GM and the owner. And and, and for me, I feel like... um. I just feel like it started with that 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 Jalen Hurts pick. I mean, for you to pay Carson and then draft a the guy in the second round, I mean, clearly it, it, it affected Carson play, and clearly Carson was already mentally weak from the Nick Nick's pole situation. Sh- should it have affected his play? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, but it did, and a part of your job as the owner in the gym is pretty much um, you know, knowing your personnel. You feel me? Um, and as far as today, and as far as the draft pick, like I mentioned, I'm happy it's over. I mean, we got, we got. We, it wasn't much else we can get. I mean, it's not like Carson Wentz did us any favors. The market was the market. You know, I mean, we, we just had to get rid of the guy. So hopefully, you know, that third turns into a one. I don't know how well the Colts would do. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that pick might not be as high anyway. And, I mean, even if we got more, the way I'm feeling, how we would just mess up even more. So, I'm, I'm not even tripping at this point. I'm just, um, I'm, just, I'm just ready to move forward. I mean, I'm literally laying here on a couch like I'm speaking to a therapist. I got a goddamn, I'm wearing my Eagles hoodie inside out as a protest. Okay, now I'm protesting. Like, this is just embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. Um, and I understand all the all the different dynamics, but if it was up to me, I would have liked to just seen a, a quarterback competition. I would have brought both of them fools back, man, and let them figure, figure it out the old school way. But obviously Carson wanted out. 
I'm starting to think how he wanted him out. News came out today that even after everything that was going on with Doug and Carson, one of the reasons Doug ended up leaving was, was because he wanted to bring Carson back. Um, so, so even with all the different reports, this this whole organization, man, is just in shambles. It's um, it's just in shambles. I mean, and at this point, it, it just is what it is. Jalen Hurts is the guy. No matter who the quarterback is, I'm gonna support him. I've supported worse. I've supported Mark Sanchez and and Sam Bradford. Um, another all the all the other nonsense we've had going on here since uh, Donovan McNabb. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, I've already said I'm not really a big fan of, of Jalen Hurts. Um, the intangibles are, are, def- are definitely there. Um, I think the character is definitely better than Carson. I feel like the chemistry and everything will be a little bit better. But just what I've seen as far as on-field play, I, I'm not really feeling them. I mean, it's, it's 2021. you got to be able to throw the ball. I mean – and that's just where I'm at with him. But I'm happy to see a black man playing quarterback. Um, he'll definitely be entertaining. The, the storyline would definitely be entertaining. Um, and I'm just ready to move forward. So, I mean, my man Jalen Hurts is the guy. Um, hopefully we can get this um, th- th- this draft pick right. Um, we picking six. And hopefully, and at this point, I'm going to kind of still with uh, my man B said, just take at this point, man, it, it, it ain't rocket science. Just, just take best person available. I don't, I don't care if you're a long snapper. I don't care if you're a goddamn placeholder. I need you to take best player available. Because when you got 20 holes, not 20 holes, but when you got 20 holes to fill, let's just try it again. When you got, when you missing a lot of pieces, man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you got a whole goddamn puzzle in front of you, just get be, just get the best person available and we'll figure it out. Because we, we it's not like we one pick away. So at this point, just just don't mess up the pick. All right. But I I, I want to continue this conversation with my man P Dot, big time Eagles fan. All right. And, and as you already know, Phil, we chatted a little bit earlier and I told you to save it for the podcast. Um basically what I'm doing tonight, man, is just a, a state of the franchise. I, I want to know where Eagles fans stand right now, how they feel. Specifically on the topic of, of Carson Wentz. As everybody knows by this point, um he was traded today for a third round pick. In this year's draft and a uh, a second round pick in next year's draft that has the potential to turn into a first round pick. So I'm, I'm gonna let you start, man, from the top. So how you feel about where we at today with the franchise and Carson Wentz? Yeah. So first and foremost, uh, good brother, thank you for having me uh, this evening. Um, right now, I mean, I, I really took a long time to reflect today and to think about how did we get here. And so, um, as, as of this moment, right now. Um, the way I feel about the franchise is relief, but also a sense of, you know, not necessarily panic, but just wondering what are what are our next moves. As you know, mm-hmm. and as Eagles fans know, we have some real cap issues. Mm-hmm. So what that usually means is when you're a team that's well over the cap, that means you have to get younger, and that means you have to shed contracts. So that means a lot of the vets that we have will probably be the casualties. And so... For fans who aren't patient and, and don't understand and that are in denial, we are in a rebuild. You know what I mean? Like, we are in a rebuild. And this was just one of those moves to indicate that rebuild. We're, we're going in a different direction. And um, this is going to probably be a two- to three-year fix. All right. And so, so uh, 
Mm-hmm. All right, so before we get too deep into the rebuild, let me just start with today, right? So how do you feel about mm-hmm. what we got for Carson Wentz? Yeah, that's a good question. Under normal circumstances, because he was a number, what, two pick, and he was once an all-pro and MVP candidate, under normal circumstances, I would be upset about what we got back. But today, when I look at it in the totality, we got as best as we could for him. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, Carson Wentz was by far the worst quarterback in the NFL last year, statistically. Right? Mm-hmm. So his trade value went down. I mean, his value didn't increase. It doesn't appreciate <laughs> when you do bad. You know what I mean? So, right. and, and a lot of this, and, and a lot of people will be upset with Howie. But when I sat back and thought about it and talked to one of my other friends as an Eagles fan, he said, Phil, we got to think about it from this perspective. A lot of this is on Carson Wentz because he played bad. And that's just it. He played bad. He played. He, he was inconsistent the year before, and it got kind of masqueraded by the last four games of, of a bad division. Mm-hmm. And we that's went true. to the playoffs, right? right? And so because of that, it kind of – but even with that, we still drafted a quarterback. Why did we draft Jalen Hurts? Because he couldn't stay healthy and because he was inconsistent. All right, so let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Because my next question was going to be, how do we get to this point, right? But since you took me to Jalen Hurts, just a yes or no question. With the way things were going with Carson Wentz, do you think in a way, in I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, and looking at what happened, looking at the effect the Jalen Hurts pick had on maybe Carson Wentz, do you think selecting Jalen Hurts was the right move? It's the right move if you knew that you were going to trade Carson Wentz, which I think they really did. So you think they already you think, think they already had this plan? You think they were already done with Carson after the Seattle game when I he got think, hurt? I think, I think yes, I really okay. do. I okay. think in hindsight, looking back, looking back at everything that happened, that's why I said we got to put things into perspective and we have to reflect. Okay, he gets hurt in the Seattle game, right? Mm-hmm. That was his first playoff game. That was his chance to show, okay, I'm more than what you guys think, right? Mm-hmm. As that happened, we drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, and the excuse for it was we're a quarterback factory. We want to develop quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. that made no sense at the time. Never made sense. The casual. It never made sense because you just paid Carson Wentz right. a boatload of money. Right. So why are you trying to develop quarterbacks on my watch if you just paid me the money other than you foresaw that this, this downfall was going to occur? And I think they knew that we were going to be bad this year, even though, of course – Nobody's going to come out and say, oh, we're going to be bad, right? When you're a competitor, you want to say that you're going to do well. But I think, and looking back, we were just a bad team. We were injured. And I think they just realized that Wentz wasn't the guy. Okay. All right, so that's my next question. So we all realize, and I I say this all the time. Anytime I'm talking about football, I always lead with this. Literally, football is the ultimate team sport. Without all three phases, the other phase doesn't do well. You, You understand what I'm saying? And when you're a quarterback, we all know you get all the praise when you win. You get all the blame when you lose. My question to you, though, is how did we get to this point? Like, what do you think attributed to Carson Wentz? Um, I mean, literally playing so bad at this point. And I just want to throw this out there, too, and let me know what you think about this. I even heard a person go as so far to say that in that Seattle game, when he got hit in the back of the head like that, that might actually did something to him as a player. Like, like, people are even, like, wondering if he has, like, brain damage because you just don't see anybody fall off this quickly. I mean, I've been watching yeah. ESPN all day, and it's funny because I haven't even been watching TV. I haven't even been watching ESPN since the Super Bowl. And I've seen today that uh, as far as 
the lowest drop in QBR from one season to the next if you throw in at least 100 passes. So my question to you, bring it back full circle. So what do you think, I mean, outside of, you know, as a team sport and the receivers and all O-line and all that, what do you think really, you know, is the reason he fell off so bad? I think it's a couple things, man. I think um, sometimes it's okay as fans to be honest, but bad management. Like, you know, at the end of the day, Carson Wentz isn't one of those quarterbacks like a Tom Brady or like an Aaron Rodgers who can overcome uh, uh, deficiencies. He's a guy that needs everything to go right. So the year he had his best year, the O-line was intact. Mm-hmm. We had a solid receiving core. Mm-hmm. We had a good run game, right? Yep. All those things contributed to his success. Fast forward to this season, he had inconsistent offensive line play. It was good enough, right. me, but it was inconsistent because of injuries. I think pro football focus ranked our offensive line overall the number 14. Yeah, I saw that too. Yep. Offensive line, mm-hmm. right? So that just shows you we were a middle-of-the-pack offensive average, line. We were yep. good enough. We were average. We were good enough to be competitive. But let's look at the skill position group. We already know. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. We know what management did. They didn't draft the right guys, right? And mm-hmm. and then they held on to the older guys too long, right? Mm-hmm. And so those things uh, contributed to his his his, uh, his his bad performance. And then the last thing is his mentality. He has a arrogance and a bravado about him of how dare they think I need to get better. He didn't get better, <laughs> he, you know. And that's the problem. Like he, he he's always been privileged. He's never known what it's been like to have to fight for a position because. Like I said, on day one, we traded Sam Bradford before the draft, and we drafted him. And he started day one. When when Nick Foles won the Super Bowl and he came back into the lineup, they put Nick Foles on the bench. When Nick Foles came back the following year and took us back to the playoffs and we were Alshon Jeffrey uh, drop away from the NFC Championship game again, Wentz came back and started. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, he, 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 you know, when he got benched, it was such an aha moment and a cultural shock to him because he felt like he should have still been playing, even though he was playing like crap. That dude was high, so, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and maybe, and maybe there was some issues with his brain. And I think he also never got over that, that legging. He lost confidence in his athleticism, mm-hmm. you know? I think that also hurt him. And then I just think, uh, I also think sometimes, um, I think he just lacks overall co- confidence. I think once they drafted Hurts, it, it, it created an a, a issue in his mind, and he felt like they didn't want him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he kind of created that narrative before letting things play out. All right, let me so ask I, you I mean, I think those are the things. That's what I think really happened with him. So, okay, so we already know we got we got rid of him, and, and we traded Carson Wentz, right? Mm-hmm. I'm already on record. I mean, minus the money. The money is the money. The money's spent. I know we would have had to pay him another $10 million in a couple weeks or whatever. But minus right. all of that stuff, right? I'm already on record from our clubhouse saying that if it was up to me, I'd have brought Carson back, and it'd have been just a straight up QB competition between Jalen Hurts and um, Carson Wentz. If it was up to you, what, what, what would you have done? Like, do you think we should have just cut him yeah. and move on, or trade him and move on, or if it was up to yeah. you, what would you have I done? Think, I think your idea is a good idea in theory, but I don't think it was a good idea for this circumstance. This man didn't want to be here anymore, and it was flat out. Like, he just, he didn't want to be here anymore, and he made it abundantly clear because he made it clear that he didn't think, he thought it was beneath him to have to compete for the starting job, right? And <laughs> that so, dude was crazy, that, wasn't that, he? That goes, that goes back to my, like, that's so unaware of what's going on. Like, you, you play so badly, 
you had like 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and seven fumbles. You had 22 turnovers and 16 touchdowns. Like, in any mindset, like, Jameis Winston knew he wasn't starting this year. He sat the bench, got humbled, and I feel like he's going to be a better player because of it. Right. Carson Wentz didn't want to compete for the starting job. So I agree with you in theory. We should have brought him back and made him compete. But that's not what he wanted. And once we saw the writing on the wall, we just had to get the best that we can get for him and get him out of the building as soon as possible so that we can move on, man, and not and not be stuck and plagued by this back and forth. Do we want him? Do we not want him? Do we keep him? Do we not keep him? So how do you feel about Jalen Hurts moving forward? Is, is he your guy? Is Jalen Hurts your guy? Is he a franchise quarterback to you? I believe that, um, like, let's, let me just put this out here. Carson Wentz is more talented than Jalen Hurts. Fact. Right? But Jalen Hurts has more intangibles than Carson Wentz. He has those winning, winning intangibles. He is a winner. He was at Alabama, won a national title, got his spot took, Phil, I could have won a national title at, at Alabama, but, but I continue. Mean, that's true. I mean, that's true. That's true. But he did it. He and did it. He did and it. As you all, and as you always say, they can't take this away from me. Can't take it away. He's right. It's on the resume. Amen. Right. It's okay. on his resume. So uh-huh. he won one, and then he got a spot took. He won another one as a backup. He had to come in the game when, when, when Tua got hurt. and yep. got them into the championship game. Then he, he he didn't complain. He sat on the bench, was a backup. Never, that's character. Never that's character, right? Yeah, I'm with and you on that. He went to Oklahoma. He went to Oklahoma and took them to the college playoff, right? Then got drafted with the backup again. Humble. Never complained. Humble. And and earned his right to start. So what I'm saying is, do I know? I don't know if he's the guy, but I know he's the guy right now, and we have to give him an opportunity. I believe he's deserving of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should draft a quarterback. Okay, that's I my next question. Yeah, yeah, I don't think because I know that's something that keeps coming up. I keep saying that they're thinking about drafting a quarterback now. I don't think you do that. I think that's a bad decision. He's already showing the leadership that we need. He's already getting together with the receivers. Mm-hmm. The vets respect him. He, he, you know, he's doing stuff in the community. He's the guy right now. Let me just say this he's real quick because I I agree with you one hundred percent. And people forget about the in, intangibles. People forget about chemistry, leadership. Um, all those things do play a factor when there's 90 guys on a football team. So I'm with you 100%. But I, like I said, I feel like in those four games, he didn't show me enough. But what do you think about that? What did he show you in those four games? In those four games, one, you could tell that he was starting to get to grasp the offense because you got to remember he was a backup, so he wasn't practicing with the first team all the time. You know what I mean? So – it's hard at the end of the season where the season's over. We were done, right? We knew that. Stick a fork in us, we were done. Mathematically, we still had a chance, but we weren't good enough, and we knew that. And so he came into a situation where he did show some good things, and he showed some things that he needs to improve upon, right? Um, he showed that he can win from the pocket. He also showed his athleticism. And he was running for his life a lot because of the line, but also because the skill position players weren't the best, and they couldn't get open. And so what he showed me was he can, he can run an offense, he can command the offense, and he can make plays. And he also showed me that he needs to get better at reading defenses at the NFL level. And that'll come with the reps, right? Right. So that's why I say I, I agree with you. He didn't show me that he was like a franchise quarterback in those four games. Right. But he showed me enough to say that he deserves the right to be the starter over yeah. the day. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Now, this is another concern of mine. 
And I like, I like the conversation we're having back and forth. This is no argument. This is just me asking you how, how you feel. Um, so what do you what do you think about? Because this is what I really, you know, the New Orleans Saint game, we jump out the bushes on the ass. You feel me? But I honestly believe once that that scout report is real. Like, I, oh, yeah. like you and I both play competitive sports. And I tell people all the time, my freshman year when I was playing at Dell State, I can jump off the bench and do my little thing. But the, the, the fresh, the, the, um, the scout report is real. So I feel like at uh, after the Saint game, and what was the second game? Was it Green Bay? No, Green Bay he came off the bench. Then he had the Saint game. I feel like by that next game, the second game he started, they was on to him. And even the second half of football games, once that the in-game adjustments come, I feel like they, they were on to him. So how do you feel about that? Like, like, do you think? So, so that's a very good, that's a very good question, bro. I mean, that second game, he actually, you know, he had three touchdowns and one interception. He played against the Cardinals, so he, he threw for over four hundred yards, I believe. You hold, hold. You was at the crib for that, right? Weren't you behind for that? Yeah, yeah, we was at the game for that. Yeah, we was at the crib. Yep. So, so what I want to say is, in my defense, I, I was a little inebriated. Okay, um, this is the worst season I had personally in a while, because everybody know I watch every play. I, I don't miss a snap, but. Yep. If, if my memory serves me cor- cor- correctly, I felt like a lot of those stats were empty. Like the game was out of hand, and yeah, empty he did. Calories, empty calories, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back a little bit. Yeah, yeah like right. he never was going to win the game, but it looked good. So, so again, you can't take it away from him. The, the touchdowns were the touchdowns, but I still feel like, like to me, it wasn't enough. Yeah, but we, but we got to go. We got to look at it in, in its totality. We scored twenty six points, right? Mm-hmm. And they scored thirty three, right? So the defense was decent this season, but it wasn't great. And they scored way more points. And, they, and like you said, we were never going to win. But, we, but he fought to make it competitive. He did. You can't think, take that from him. I, 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 think, I think you're 100% on the ball, though, uh, bro. I think, uh, Mano, I think you're right. I think the scouting report was real. And I think the more they got tape on him, the more his flaws were exposed. In particular, that Dallas game when he made a couple of just erroneous throws that were bad. <laughs> and, and, and so... I think, um, and that was against a historically bad Dallas defense. Everybody was putting up thirty and forties on them niggas, right? <laughs> and so he didn't. He didn't have a good. That was his worst game for us, right? And then I think we played the top five defense to end the season um, against uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, Washington football team, and he didn't do well passing, but he had a good game running. He ran for over hundred yards, but he threw for like one hundred and ten yards. It wasn't a good performance. Um, and I think you're right. I think. I think that scouting report got big, um, and, and, and teams, they know the throws that he could make, and they took away those intermediate throws, and they took away the ability to enable him to push the ball down the field because he throws a nice ball down the field, but they weren't letting him do that. But also, like I said, the skill position guys weren't great. Rager, I mean, didn't look anything like a first-round pick, and I didn't think he was a first-round pick to begin with. Right. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of analysts had him late second round, so I thought we reached with him anyway. Right. And he didn't. He didn't produce. He didn't produce. So, let me just say this though. Um, let me just say this to counter that. I feel like if you what makes you a franchise quarterback opposed to a regular quarterback is when you take them regular dudes and you make them look like something. Now I understand he's still young and he got time to get there, but when I think about, I mean, like I say, I know he's one of the greats, but Aaron Rodgers. Though I don't know them dudes. I don't know who eighty three was. I don't. Right. I don't know who that tight end was that had like fifteen touchdowns this year. I'm looking for a dude. To make regular dudes look like something, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, we, right. we we didn't have the best the best guys in the world, but if you that do that quarterback, and I'm hoping he takes the, a big jump this year, I want to see if, if Greg Ward is still here. People 
talking about, oh, Greg Ward should be in the Pro Bowl. Should he be in the Pro Bowl? No. But because Jalen is playing quarterback, he looked like a Pro Bowler. You, you understand what I'm saying? Now, that might be, you know, me being an Eagles fan and, and being, like, super positive. It might not be realistic at all. But that's that's what I'm looking for in a quarterback. Because I felt like that year. I think, I think that I think that the, the bottom line is you're right. Uh, I always hear uh, Shannon Sharp say something that I like. And he says, in this game, you update your resume weekly. Weekly. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't go back to what you did two games ago when you balled out. Because so, this week you threw three picks. That's that, real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we, don't got time. we don't got time to go back to what you did. We update our resume weekly. This is a weekly basis. You know what I'm saying? This is a revolving door. And so with that being said, um, I'm with you. I think Jalen Hurts has to get better. And that's why I think he's taking those steps. This goes back to my point earlier about intangibles. I know I didn't play well in all four games. Let me get with these receivers that are already on the roster, mm-hmm. and let's get with them, and let's work on our time, and let's work on our precision. Let's work on our route running. Let's work on our route combination. Let's work on, you know, rolling coverages and what, and what we should do in this situation. And then let's go to the board. He already set up a time, a date, and a schedule for that. So okay. I think, you know, Fulgham just got, had surgery. He's getting healthy. I think you bring Fulgham back. I think you bring Rager back because you invested in him. Um, At this point, I yeah, think, he got to come back. <laughs> yeah, he got to come back. I think, and then I think maybe uh, Quez Watkins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are your three young guys that you roll with, and then you and then you try to add. I honestly believe now, bro, that we don't uh, like we can get a receiver in the draft, but that might need to be like third round or something. I think we need to try to get a free agent receiver, like a Galladay, a Allen Robinson. There's a few of them out there this uh, year. Know, My man from um, Pittsburgh, they like to the dance. Right, it's 40 receivers yeah. available. We should be able to shed some of this cap, bro, and grab, like, like T.Y. Hilton is interested. And he plays for the... Uh, oh, he might want to stay with... Yeah, he might want to stay with Carson now at this point. If I'm him, we got to figure it out. Let me stay at the crib. But let me... Before I get you out of here, yeah, I, I got two funny. more... Yeah, I got two more questions for you guys before I get you out of here. First yep. question is, at this point, if it was up to you, if you were the GM or at this point the owner, because we all know Lori think he got damn uh, player personnel now, what would you do in this year's draft to help the team if it was up to you? With that first pick? With the first pick or in the draft at all? Like, what would you do? Like, what kind of moves would you make in the draft? Because, like you said, when you strap for cash, you need that cheap talent, you need that cheap labor. Right. So, where are you at so with it? What I think, what I think is going to happen is, I think we're going to cut about ten vets, and we're going to get a little under the cap or close to the under the cap. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I know is going to happen because mm-hmm. it has to. Right. It's just common sense. The math, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can't keep Ertz, we can't keep Malik Jackson, so forth, so forth and so on. We got to shed these contracts, right? So that first pick in that draft, what you doing with it? So after a large thought, I would do one of two things. These would be my only options. I would take Kyle Pitts, the tight end. A tight end from Florida. Because, from the crib. Yeah. From the crib. Yeah, from, from the crib. From, from, from here. A Philly native. I would take Kyle Pitts because he's a matchup nightmare, bro. He, he's got Kelsey and, and Kittle written all over him. He can block, so? he can catch, he can line up in the slot. He he can do it all outside the numbers. He is that guy. Well, now he I got to ask it. you. Now I got to ask you. So what are we doing with Goddard? We still going double tight end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep Goddard. That, okay. Now you got, because Goddard, okay. Goddard is still on a rookie deal. So, so, basically, so basically, you're looking at pitch to be Ertz. Because Ertz was nothing but a wide receiver anyway. Right. <clears throat> a better Ertz. Because he's faster and he's stronger. Okay. Okay. A better Ertz. So that's, that's what I... His potential, his ceiling, pending health, he can do it all. So I would either take him, or you know what I'm gonna say, my other 
thought. My other thought is to take a cornerback, to take uh, Patrick Sertain I like or, or Ohio Harley. State, right? And, and yeah, yeah, one of those guys because I always felt like you already got Darius Slay. You got to rebuild this defense, mm-hmm. and the you know um, you got some some safeties and some corners out there who are going to be looking for the prove-it-to-me deals. They're coming off injuries or off of, off of bad seasons. Mm-hmm. So you can get them cheap. But why why get somebody that's already been burnt out cheap when you can go ahead and get somebody young cheap and have Darius Slater you already paid and have your, your two corners that can, you know, patrol the field. So I'm going with Pitts if he's there or I'm going with one of those corners. All right, my last question. Receivers, oh. receiving receivers, I would get in the in the free agency. I would try to just add one receiver in free agency and develop those other kids that we got. I got you. And my last question, and which is kind of almost the theme of this show, and I've kind of been saying this since that last game against Washington, because how the season ended just never set well with my spirit. Um, with the way Doug, we all knew Doug lost the game on purpose, but we all also knew that it came from above. But they were blaming Doug, blaming his character. The next day, we were on every channel talking about how we lost on purpose to get the sixth pick. So my question to you is, the state of the franchise, how do you feel to be an Eagles fan right now? Like, How does it feel right now to be an Eagles fan? I mean, bro, it's been tough. This was a tough year. I mean, I, I think I watched, what, two or three games with you? Yeah. And we lost the ball. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> oh, shit, we only won four. <laughs> I know, but I I, I, did, I guess I didn't come the right week, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we had good pizza and good conversation. Yeah, it was all spirited. You know, yeah, you know, I can't drink anymore, unfortunately, but uh, or fortunately, yeah. depending on how you look at it. Right. But uh, you know, it was good vibes. I, I'll say that. But um, in all in all honesty, bro, right now, I actually feel pretty good, man. All things considered, because. I know this is just the destroy and rebuild method, and I know we're going to have to rebuild over the next two to three years. I don't like the way it got to this point. I don't like the, the yeah, bad draft. That's the part that's embarrassing to me. Bad, like. That's the part that upsets you. That's yeah, how we like, got here. Just, we shouldn't just, be here. Just, yeah, we shouldn't be here. We, we three years removed from a Super Bowl. Right. Good right. franchises don't, like, good, the good franchises know how to deal with success. Don't rebuild three years this, this quickly. Like, right. And, 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 but but it's just a lot of factors, like, it's just like it was just bad management at the end of the day, bro. Like, That's all it comes down to. I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that guy, but like you got to think, we 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 picked up Golden Tate and then we didn't resign him and we let him go and, and we gave away we with a second a round pick. Around? Yeah, <laughs> you know he had I mean? a big catch though. Just, that, I ain't gonna lie, that that catch, did. the catch against Chicago on that fourth down to score that touchdown might have been worth the, the second round pick the way we draft around here. But I feel you, not not to yeah. bring him back is almost like, well, what the hell? Yeah, because we we rented him for eight games and mm-hmm. so. That was my thing. We just made a lot of bad financial decisions, and we were loyal to some of the wrong guys. And sometimes, like, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm a firm believer in that saying, uh, get rid of a guy one year early instead of one year late. That's the Bill Belichick rule, right? You know, yeah, the Bill Belichick rule. And that's why they've been so successful for so long. Because people will be like, damn, they got rid of uh, Seymour? Even a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the man. Malloy? (laughs) Malloy, you know, he got rid of all them exactly. dudes, dog. Like, and what happened? He got rid of, he got rid of uh, Seymour. You know what I'm saying? And then they draft Hall. And they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they do what they, they do. Or they, or they draft. They get rid of one guy. They, they let Brewski retire, and they get Dante Hightower. Yeah, they, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. They just, they, they, because Bill Belichick and the Patriots understand 
that you win championships ultimately through the draft. And I'll leave you with this. The Philadelphia Eagles, since 2016, have only drafted one Pro Bowl player. Bro, even the Jets, who've been the worst team over that span, have drafted, uh, they've drafted four Pro Bowl players. Mm -hmm. So that that just kind of speaks to why this fall-off happened. We didn't draft well. And your draft capital, I value draft capital, bro. I do. A cheap I'm labor. one of them kind of fans. Yeah. Cheap labor. Like you said, cheap. You got to get them while they're cheap. Get them while they're cheap. And that's really the only man, positive I'm, thing that happened out of having Carson. Like, people don't realize a lot of franchises win that Super Bowl while their quarterback is still cheap because it, it becomes difficult once you have to pay them a hundred something million dollars, you know, it, it becomes difficult to fill out a whole depth chart, a whole whole roster. Exactly. So that's the one exactly. thing we did because do. Everybody's not gonna be everybody's not gonna be team friendly like Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady. Right. Some of these jokers want that check. I need that bread. Right. Especially if that one deal. Yeah. Especially if I'm Dak Prescott and I'm a fourth round pick and I'm not making big money to begin with. I gotta eat. I gotta get that check, that study wop. So, you know, like you said, it becomes difficult. But everybody not willing to sacrifice, like everybody not willing to take less, like your Tim Duncan's and your your Dirk and whiskey, <laughs> and sacrifice to win that championship. And right. be loyal like that. Right. Some people just young and want that money, and I don't blame them. Get that money. No, I feel you. I appreciate you, homie. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Good talking with you, man. And uh, go birds. We hoping that you know this season we can show some some improvements. Maybe we can get the six or seven wins. I'd be happy. And uh. We're going we to see, bro. Free agency going to be interesting for us. It sure will. Good luck, man. You too, man. Be safe. All right, this ain't rocket science, people. I got my man, Jersey Joe, on the line. Like I told y'all on Instagram, I'm only talking to Eagles fans I respect. And one thing I know about Jersey Joe is he actually put his paper behind his team. You feel me? What's going on, homie? What's up, baby? I'm here, baby. So, we're going we gonna to just start with it, man. So, how, how you feel about... um? How you feel about Carson Wentz and, and the trade that went down today? Man, man, man. That trade popped up. I'm like, well, I thought I was seeing things. But I thought today's trade, man, I thought the Eagles actually made out good. I think the whole the whole point of the trade was to try to get at least a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. And I think we made out good because we definitely got a chance to get a first-round pick at Carson Wentz, pay at least 70% of the snaps. Which is about what? What is? What are going to eighteen games next year? Oh, I didn't. So I didn't like, even think about that part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 12, 13 games, maybe fourteen. That give you at least seventy percent. So hopefully you stay healthy. And yeah, but Carson Wentz, man, I don't know what it. I don't know how I really feel about Carson Wentz because you, he don't really say nothing. All he always says, like he always say the right thing. So it's like you don't know what all these speculations is coming out. You don't know if it's true or not. Who to believe? Like, I really don't trust the Eagles organization right now because everything that's leaking out, bro, you don't know who to believe. And, like, they saying one thing, going the other. And that's so. the – you know what? I agree with you 100%. And I actually said the same thing when I was talking about the Doug Peterson situation on a previous podcast. Because Carson Wentz always says the correct thing, to me, honestly, I stopped listening to him his rookie year. Like, it's literally no reason to listen to a Carson Wentz press conference because he always says the correct thing. So you never actually know how he, how you, how he feels. And I feel like in this particular situation, him not saying anything at all, or when he did speak after those bad games, not right. saying how he feels, I kind of right. feel like it hurt him, and it hurt him with the fans. And like you said about these reports, 
all we hear really is negative reports. Now, the players will step up and always say the right things as well. So if all we hear are these negative reports and you don't say anything, I kind of feel like, you know, that might have hurt them in, in, in the long run. Yeah, I think so, too, because, like you said, everything is, like, good and everything is, like, pre-recorded when you say it. So, like, come on, bro. Let's let's see who the real Carson Wentz really is. Or maybe that really is him. Right. But I just want to see him really speak from the heart at one point and, and let us know what really happened in Philadelphia. And maybe just give him an opportunity by him not being there and being, you know, comfortable with Frank Wright. They say he had a good relationship with Frank Wright. Um, press teller. So let's see if that really worked and maybe you start talking about what really happened and throw it up. So are you so would you be like rooting for Carson for the Colts? Like would you want to see him do well? Man, the type of person I is, man, I wish him the best, man. I don't wish nothing bad on him. <laughs> I wish him the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I feel you. I don't wish anything bad on him, but I, I don't like how he handled the whole situation being here. I mean, and honestly, because I don't know the truth, I have to almost go with the reports. So hearing about how arrogant he was, and I know for a fact he didn't handle, I don't know for a fact he's not that mentally tough when you talk about what happened with um the Nick Foles situation. Then when you talk about, you know, Jalen Hurts being drafted and how that affected his play. So, and that's why on your post, so basically I'm, I'm speaking to Joe because Joe basically wrote a post saying something along the lines of, you know, you wish Carson wins well. And I commented, right, right. <laughs> what was my comment? He can EAD, I mean, respectfully, of course. Respectfully, I started cracking. Yeah, up. I mean, you know, that, hey, hey, yeah, that's the line nowadays. I'm staying respectful, but he could he could EAD just off the strength. Like, I don't like how the, I don't like how things finished here. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but but I'm with you. I, I kind of I hope he do do well. I mean, I'm, I'm never gonna hit on nobody. But let, let me ask you this: Go ahead. Moving forward, how you feel about Jalen moving forward? Do you feel like he's a franchise guy, or do you think he's just a placeholder? Yeah, I like to cheer the guy on, but. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more. Okay. I actually want to see a little bit more. I feel good. We gave him a good opportunity. I think he, he exceeded the team, uplifted. Everybody uplifted when Jalen Hurts came into the scene. So the team started playing better. We started putting more points. We was like, we was more competitive. With Wentz, we wasn't competitive. It was like, always three and out. Always three and Right, out. it was always like, a struggle. Games getting bored and sad. Like, bro, I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> no, that, no that, that's real. Because listen, Chemistry is a real thing. I mean, when we play Madden, and it's funny because we used to always play, you know, Madden back in college, chemistry isn't on, you know, one of the ratings. But like you said, when Jalen came in there, John, the whole team played better. So that's almost like, you know, just one of those hidden things that that don't show up on, like, the stat sheet. But, you know, it's, it's a real thing. Chemistry, chemistry, leadership, and, you know, being a good character guy is a real thing. Right. But I'm with you, though. Right. He was more exciting. He made more splash plays. We did score more points. But my thing is, though, when the scout report got out, I felt like it was always harder for him to score in second half of games. And by his third and fourth start, like, he wasn't moving the rock at all. Like, that game against the Cowboys, that joint was sticky. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, I, I, I gave I gave, I gave Hurst the benefit of the doubt because he's a rookie. That's true, Winston too. He's been in the game five years. He's still on the same state as he was as a rookie. And I feel as though Hurst been, he played a high echelon. A high, a highly competitive college career, so he right. gave nothing but the best. Right. Because of a more time and experience, he gonna get better. Not for his own college career, he learned a lot, man. I just so well, let me let me ask you. This. So, so so moving forward, Jalen, what do you think they should do with the, with the pick? With the pick in the next draft, we got the number six pick, an opportunity that obviously we, we wanted. I mean, we literally lost the game on purpose and made it so obvious. 
<laughs> that we wanted the six pick right, so bad. Right, if right, it was up to you, right. what would you do with it? Me, I honestly, I honestly like that boy Kyle Pitts, bro. Six six tight end. Uh-huh. I think that's gonna open up the door for um, open up the um, you know, the airways for um, like Jalen Hurts, man. Shit could be wide open. So you, that's that's actually the same thing uh, uh P dot said earlier. And you know he's from Philly as well. Oh yeah, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, he, he can be that guy, bro. He can be that guy because you got six six target. With that speed, that hands like Randy Moss, it's hard. It's hard to pass that up to me. Right, that's, that's what my... I'm saying. And I have God on the other end. You got that RPO offense. I'm not sure what this new coach gonna bring his style offense. I'm looking at the style of offense in Indianapolis. It was basically like the shotgun thing. Right. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, do tight ends go this high? What was the last tight end that was taken? Uh, I mean, top ten in the draft. Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> Maybe Jeremy Shockey, <laughs> Kellen Winslow. Yeah, it might have been. Winslow. I mean, oh, I'm Jeremy not. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I'm down to take anybody, take the best player available. So, I mean, I don't give a damn who they pick. I'm going to be there regardless trying to support the team. Yeah, because I'm looking at the outside. Like, you talking about Smith. What's, what's the guy from Alabama, Smith? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, De- Devontae, number six. Yeah, Devontae, yeah, Devontae Smith. He, he, probably, he probably one of the best playmakers on the, in the draft. But I like that guy, Kyle Pitts. He's going to protect my quarterback. He's a tight end. A tight end is a quarterback best friend, man. Yeah, but let me ask you this about about Kyle Pitts, and this is something I wonder because I mean Florida was on TV a lot this year. How come he just wasn't a wide receiver? <laughs> like, <laughs> like watching the nigga, the nigga was a wide receiver to me, even his number. Like that boy looked like a wide receiver to me. He basically do with his with his body type and his athletic ability. Yeah, you can high break and move him all around the field. Right. So, I so, think he'd be useful for Jalen Hurts or yeah. whoever be the quarterback. Yeah, I just never really understood like how come that, that nigga was not a listed as wide receiver because he was out there just I mean his his route running, his speed, his hands. I mean, I don't know what he finished yeah. with, but he started out with like ten touchdowns in the first like three games. Yeah, he had about like seven, eight hundred receiving yards, but most of the games out of reach. So it's like Yeah, they, know, they were blowing people out. Options. That quarterback had mad options. So Kyle Pigs definitely did his numbers. That's real. But before I get you out of here, and basically what this whole show was about tonight is just the state of the franchise, right? And as an Eagles fan, I'm already on record about, you know, how embarrassed I am just with the franchise, about how we've handled how we handle success and where we are <laughs> to this point. I mean, it's literally embarrassing all the way down to the last game of the season against Washington, how the next day that Monday, everybody was talking about Doug's character and about how just out of whack this whole franchise is, which it really is. I mean, I even spoke about you know, even today I wore my Eagles hoodie inside out today as a protest. I, I'm literally tired of these niggas, bro. I, but how, how? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm listen. Like I'm in my, my my basement is all Eagles. It's like, bro, this is embarrassing. I already know what's going on. So, so my question to you is, as a fan, like the state of the franchise, how do you feel as just an Eagles fan right now, man? It is embarrassing, man. It's tough because we used to win it, man. Just coming off a of Super Bowl, what? Two or three years ago, right? It's it's like damn, how we how we regress? Like <laughs> damn, we supposed to go up? <laughs> and like Dougie said, like this this not gonna what he say the new normal last word? Yeah, this it's the new norm. That nigga Doug <laughs> clocked out, didn't he? Doug said, "I'm out of here, bro." Yeah, I think that was a good thing for Dougie to get up out of there though, because yeah. they wasn't like they wasn't letting him keep his guys that he wanna they, keep inside. He had no say, dog. He had he no had say. They, I wonder how that interview really went. We'll never know. And that's one thing about football. There's no point of like listening to press conferences and stuff. Nobody says the real thing. All you hear is these leaks. So we know how it ended. We don't know how it went, but we know how that meeting ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my boy Dougie. Is, uh, 
Don't say deuce. He ain't taking a year off. Told you, nigga. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Told my man straight to his face. I'm out of here, bro. But yeah, man, I feel as though this year we might. I'm very optimistic, God, bro. I try to be, but this is they making it hard on me. <laughs> I got, I got to see what we're gonna do this off season. But I'm gonna go with ten wins, man. Ten wins. Oh, wow, Joe. Just because I'm optimistic, I just believe it. I believe it hurts. I believe it hurts. Okay. Hopefully, he stays the starting quarterback. And we just build around him, build around an offense that fits his qualities. And I, I really think he's going to have a breakout year, bro. Listen, Joe, I'm an optimistic guy, too. <laughs> Almost to the fact where I think something's wrong with me. But when I look at the hard facts, like most people thought we fired Doug to keep Carson. How do you lose your quarterback in your starting? How do you lose your starting quarterback and your coach in the same offseason, bro? That's malpractice. Exactly. That's where people like confused at. That. Bro, that we don't powerful. know what we're doing. There's exactly. no plan. Exactly. It's like, damn, y'all chose Wentz over Peterson. That's what we thought. Yeah, I'm gonna have it. <laughs> hey, Joe, I'm, I'm, listen, I ain't going to hold you too much longer, but let me just say this. I thought I thought they chose Wentz over Peterson, right? Right. And then when we hired like the offensive coordinator and the, the quarterback coach, they were like, well, this is Jalen Hurts. A childhood friend, like when we, when the guy Johnson, right? Yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm like, what are we doing? I was so like, yo, I don't think we have a plan, bro. Yeah, I wonder how they were connected. The quarter, what's the LinkedIn probably like this should well. He said LinkedIn. Real talk though, man. We gonna see though, man. That's one thing though. Teams that you don't know what's going to happen, they usually be the team that turn up. Within a year or two. So. No, no, that's real. And that's one thing I always liked about the NFL is you can turn that bitch around quick. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. One thing right. about we the NBA. Did. We did. Yeah, we, we did. did it. Yeah, even the year we, we jumped out and won the bowl. One thing about the exactly. NBA is them same four or five teams going to be there every year. But in, in the NFL, I mean, things can change pretty fast. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. This guy's faith, bro. <laughs> I mean, well, faith got me a Super Bowl. But I think I might have lost it after that. <laughs> All right, Joe. Good looking, man. I'm going to holler at you. Thank you for having me, bro. All right, homie. Shout out to my man, P-Dot. Shout out to Jersey Joe. It was good talking to the homies, man. And um, that's just pretty much where I'm at with it. At the end of the day, um, I got to do what's best for my mental health. And sometimes I think fooling around with this team just ain't the best thing. Um... But we'll see come September. But uh, I can't have another year like I had last year. I, I'm just not going to make it uh, emotionally, spiritually. So uh, we're going to see. we definitely going to see. And, and we didn't even get into the conversation about the new coach. I mean, I said it to Jersey Joe, but, like, when you lose your starting quarterback and your head coach in the same offseason, you're literally starting from square one. And not to mention the new guy they brought in. And my first impression of him in the press conference he had. And I am normally a positive guy when it comes to the Eagles, like my man Jersey Joe said. But I, yeah, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time seeing the light. But at this point, shit, it is what it is. Mano, 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 BJ, 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 BJ. This ain't rocket science, people.